Welcome back, everybody. We've got another great week of racing coming at you live from the Who Do You Like Here studio. We've got your favorite handicappers in the office. We've got Joey C-Note. We've got Beamer. You've got the kid. And joining us shortly, we got Joey Stats. We have some awesome, awesome, awesome interviews coming up this week. You guys want to lead us off? What are you guys thinking? How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. I felt pretty good last week, too. I think overall, if we're kind of looking at what's behind us and what's ahead, we got a great show coming up today. And I think last week was a great uh, great feed for what we're trying to do, which is uh, picking winners and, and giving listeners some. Yeah, good job, guys. Days. Yeah. Pat yourselves on the back. Absolutely. It was. I think it was probably our best week, as, just as a collective group of what we were picking. Yeah. I mean, we're getting better and better. Um, we're showing some really good dividends at the end of the day i mean we're they're paying off we're, we're winning some money here which is crazy. it wasn't so kid heavy this week that's that's <laughs> yeah, a good thing. I, I do like that we finally spread it out to a couple other yeah. uh, good job you know, yes. good job good job <laughs> you too nice job beamer yeah so i mean we've got a great week here um like i said we've got a great interview coming up here that everybody is going to be i think jumping in for joy here for and uh we're going to do some handicapping we're also going to go ahead and recap how we did kind of go a little bit more in depth of last week and then we also have some breaking news that most people probably seen. Um, it's really lighting up, obviously, the, the news feed that everybody sees. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, go, let's go to news. Yeah, lots. Of, not lots, but I think some, some information we've been looking at, waiting to hear back, right? The, initially here, we're primarily talking about the feedback that we've gotten from the second split test here for the... Kentucky Derby, Medina winner, blood test come back, and of course, the uh, as I guess expected, uh, the positive results as well, and Churchill's kind of responded. I'm actually relieved. Uh, we get this Bob Baffert saga to finally end. You know, um, we've been kind of sitting here idly waiting for the split sample. Obviously, it came back. Everybody knows it came back, that it was confirmed that it has, you know, the foreign substance in the body. Um, the two-year suspension at Churchill is now... Set down on Bob Baffert. No more Kentucky Derby winners for him for at least two years. Yep, and that's and that goes as well for any of his assistant trainers. So yep. there's, there's no way to get around it if it's uh, in the Bob Baffert barn. It's not going to be allowed to be entered in at Churchill. So I think that the powers that be have spoken, and the new powers that be are kind of following this trend that, that they've discussed. That this new committee uh, basically is going to be handing down equal amounts. You know, right now the states kind of dictate everything they want to do. So what I'm really looking for, I guess, is to see what California says now, now that the due process is over, how California is going to react. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel exactly, but is there a part of you guys, like with me, it's like, I kind of, I kind of want to clap my hands and jump for joy a little bit, but at the same time, it's a little somber moment. It's double-edged. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for the horse. I really honestly do. Right. Um, It's not the horse's fault one bit. You know, it's not Johnny V's fault either. You know, it's not Johnny. Yeah, exactly. And it's not owners, connections, fans, anybody that was following that horse and you know, yeah, from its career. Right. It's difficult because, yeah, number one, I do. I'm glad that the penalty is actually being sufficient. It's not a slap on the wrist. Sure. It seems to be something which, from Churchill, which, which is I agree, more, with, I agree with that. There, there's more weight to it. And it's it's basically telling, like, we're not going to allow this to go on and just pay a fine and, and move on along without your day. So I'm, I'm happy for that. Sad for the industry and sad for the connections, obviously. Yep. Sure. Yeah, I'm just glad it's over and we can kind of turn a new page and just really solely fo- focus on the Belmont. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of yeah. fog over, you know, the Preakness and even the weeks leading up to that. So, and you want to say lesson learned, but we'll right. see. It's, yeah, yeah, we'll be, see. We'll see, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, 
you know, and then, you know, not to overshadow that or anything, but there, there's been a few other suspensions here for parks uh, for, as we discussed last week with the, uh, with the uh, inspections that they did yep. and what they found with the syringes and all the foreign substances. So I think we're moving in the right direction yep. where we're starting to not tolerate uh, the things that maybe were overlooked or overshadowed in the past or that were allowed or somehow got through or slept through the cracks. We're finally getting to a point where, right. listen, keep it clean and keep the fan base that is following this and the future fan base. For sure. I mean, these guys are in, good. Yeah, they want to believe in, in the sport and that they're getting a fair shake. Right. These jockeys, these, I mean, the horses, I mean, they're phenomenal horses. Great shape. I mean, there's no reason to cheat. Yeah. There's, and there's, there's a lot of things that I think go into the decision. You know, I think, um, but this is the right step. You know, this is the right thing to do. You know, set a precedence that this isn't going to be allowed and, and really just move forward with yeah. the process. You know, this isn't going to be, you know, with stud anywhere in racing. You know, that it's just kind of, this is what needs to be done. I'm glad it's done. I'm glad we can look forward to this next race. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a big week, man. I, I don't know if you guys looked, I, I know you probably all looked at the, yeah, Belmont. let's talk some good stuff here. I know you looked at the <laughs> Belmont race specifically on Saturday, but man, that card is just jam packed. Yeah. We've got a ton, <laughs> ton of options every race. I mean, I think there's so many, how many graded races were there? I forget it. I think uh, races three through eleven Ooh, are all graded right. stakes yeah. races. So it's a, it's a lot of action. Um, I know I'm excited for it. I know you guys are excited for it. But if we had the week that we had last week, I mean, we're going to see some pretty decent returns. I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. last week, I personally, in my own betting, I didn't do the best. I didn't have the best week. But um, podcast wise, we I mean, we called a couple. Yeah, we called two tries ones. and an exacta. I think each of us had, it's funny because each of us had a winner yeah. in a race that we picked and one race, the first race that we handicapped, we, we just nailed that try. Yeah. <laughs> the first Stone races. Cold yeah. try. <laughs> that a boy. Yeah. Um, and then we had an exacta and like I said, another, another try Stone Cold. So, I mean, I think of the four or five races, we were all around it. Dictation of the races were exactly how we thought they were going to go. So, yeah. Um, and which was funny because we even said in the podcast, hey, watch, it may rain. Yeah. Like, watch the weather. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, downpour. Uh, main track only. That's where Beamer came oh, I was, in. I was super excited. <laughs> Just so you guys know, I was super excited. Yeah, I know that it was a, a big uh, a big for you because you picked every every horse you liked. Basically, it was my main track only. Um, so, yeah. So, it was a disappointment, though, for me for some of the things that we did talk about that we didn't get to see. So, yeah. a few horses, obviously, that scratched because they went uh, to main track off turf and they just didn't run. But, um, yeah, it was still a solid week. Over. Yeah, definitely. And the, the thing, too, I mean, obviously, rain does obviously always play a factor yeah. in racing. You Huge. know. And it changed almost the whole dynamic. So everything I handicapped, I was like, you know, aside from those two winners that I picked, you yeah. know, it's like I was looking at, and that's why I lost so much. Is like I'm, I'm looking at the horse, and I'm like, who can run in the mud? Yeah, who can run? Who can run on a soft turf? You know, I th- actually I took it off the turf, but you know, it's like who can run in those conditions? And it's right. so hard to find the winners because even a horse that I said, okay, this is the only one that I've seen that's ridden in this kind of condition, and he finished fourth. Yeah, you're, How can you're I going in blind. That, you you're know? going in blind, not knowing if some of these horses actually may take to it. You know, we're at we're on Wednesday. And we're you know talking about a horse you know, a race that's yeah. going to be on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we're not exactly. weathermen by no means. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's hard to predict that. It's hard to do your yeah. research because I mean, obviously, we're looking on Saturday. We're, we're trying to handicap as well because obviously the right. conditions change. So mm-hmm. some of your bets change. But like you said, I mean, yeah, we're handicapping three days, four, almost four days early. Yeah, you know, so it's like. You're looking at it and you're thinking it's going to play out one way and it plays out a whole 180. First, you know, fully different. first time in my life, I love the rain. Yeah. First time. <laughs> so uh, in looking for this week, right? Yep. So rain on Thursday, rain on Friday, uh, Saturday for the Belmont, 82 degrees. 
Uh, that turf may be a little softened up on some of those turf sure, races with the, the rain that's ready. going on. I'm sure it'll be ready yep. to go, um, and we should see fast and maybe good. Yep. Maybe firm on turf. We'll find out. But uh, at, least no rain rain on, at least no rain on Saturday. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. yeah so I don't think I can handle another. I, yeah. I know my bank account can't handle another rainy like that. So. <laughs> uh, but with, with as many graded stakes races that they have, uh, you want to be able to kind of handicap well in advance because these races were tough. Yeah. And if you have to go in there and change gears because of weather, that would be difficult. So at least we don't have to do that. But, right. Um, you are right. Uh, races three through 11th, kid. It's uh, the grade one Woody Stevens, grade two Brooklyn, grade one Acorn, the grade one Hypoor, the grade one Ogden Phipps, the grade one Just a Game, the grade one Metropolitan, and the grade one Manhattan, and of course the grade one Belmont Stakes. So yeah. That just a lot of action. and Loaded. We're going to go over a couple of those races uh, after our, our interview here coming up. Yeah, which I think we're all very excited. So, uh, you know, I, I know I was excited. The kid was excited. Beam, you're pretty, uh, oh, I'm pretty pumped on uh, yeah, for sure. conversations here. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm sir. super excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, let's not uh, waste any more time here. Without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, and bring on our, uh, our special guest here for the oh. interview. So join us on the podcast from New York, this year's winner of the winter meet at Aqueduct, and the kid's favorite jockey, Eric Cancel. Welcome to the podcast, Eric. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you to all the people that come and, and, and listen to the podcast and watch everything. So thank you very much to everybody. Really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I mean, this is uh, I mean, this is like my Christmas, man. Yeah. So oh, he's shaking. He's shaking, Eric. He's shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're my guy. You're my favorite jockey. Uh, I've been following you for a while, and I even, crazy thing is, too, uh, we were, you know, just joking around and you know, sitting here and just talking about racing. And I, I said it at the beginning of the year, I was like, Eric's going to have a killer year this year. Right. And yeah. I, I mean, you can attest to it. No, we had this I, conversation. I know you did. You know? So, I mean, it's, it came to fruition. You had a, a, a great meet uh, at Aqueduct, obviously, which was absolutely fantastic. And now. Yeah. And, and, and now at Belmont. Smoking, Eric, you're smoking, buddy. I'm trying to keep it going. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, and uh, just jumping into the first question here for you, Eric, you know, so, Obviously, Aqueduct was huge this winter, and uh, going into that final day, I mean, I was jumping out of my seat watching every race that you were racing, and uh, what were you feeling, you know, going into that last race, you know, being behind Kendrick for the standings, you know, to go out there and win six races for the day and take the title, like, what was your mentality going into it? Man, to be honest, I mean, it was uh, the day before I was like, man, I'm four behind, I'm not going to win the title, but I'm proud of myself. You know, I, I accomplished a lot, you know, and, and to be honest, I, I kind of was giving up, you know, cause it, it was hard. <laughs> it's really hard to, to win four races in a day. You know, it's oh, for not sure. something that, that a jockey could do every day, unless you're one of the top riders, you know, right. Uh, when that day came, you know, and I, I rode the first race and finished second. Then after that, started winning, you know, I mean, it was, it was very unbelievable. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, to go out there and win six races on the card. I mean, that was just crazy, you know, yeah, that was just, uh, just incredible. Um, would you, let me ask you a question. Would you actually say that that was like your most memorable meet, um, you know, out of all the times that you've, you've raced in, whether it's a winter meet or spring meets? Of course, man. I mean, to, to be honest, I think I think that's the best meet I've had in my career, you know, besides uh, my bug meet, my, my bug year, you know, um, it's very hard. You know, once you use your stars as a as an apprentice, you mm -hmm. know, right. 
once you become a journeyman, you're on your own, man. You gotta you gotta work way harder because usually when you when you're a bug boy, if you're good enough, most of the of the uh, trainers are gonna try to ride you, know, you know, mm-hmm. try to get off of the horses and and try to get the advantage, you know. Yeah. Um, that really helped me a lot when when I was a bug, you know. Um, but after that, I really had to struggle a lot for the past four or five years, you know, to just makes it worth it. Makes it worth it though. Right. Yeah, man. Let me tell you, I mean, I I was very ecstatic about it. (laughs) I just grinded it out, you know, after you won the title, the riding title, how did you celebrate? I mean, you want to, you want me to be honest? Yes, we do. That's all. (laughs) We only want you to be honest. I didn't celebrate at all. I just came home, had some dinner with the family. I mean, I was here with my daughters. Nothing wrong my, with that, brother. Nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, I'm 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 a very focused person, you know, in my job. I had to work the next day in the morning, so I just try to, you know, to 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 keep everything going smooth, you know, and I sure. don't I don't like to go out too much, you know. I like to stay in family and besides that, we had the the covid thing, you know, so it was hard to go out and celebrate too, you know, but sure. and I was just here and that was more than enough to celebrate for me. Well, congratulations again yeah. on that, uh, on the winter meet and the writing title. At Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Absolutely. Eric, what I, I know that uh, predominantly you're at Aqueduct Belmont, uh, you know, you're a New York circuit guy. What played a part in your decision to run in the New York circuit? You know what? Um, when I first came here uh, as a bug, the person that brought me here was uh, Angel Cordero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when when I came to the states from Puerto Rico, I started off in, in Florida. You okay. know, uh, Gulf I Stream. was uh, three months. Yes, I was uh, three months in Gulfstream before I started riding again. And he was just preparing me down there. You know, trying to get me to to be better at the timings, breezing horses, uh, get a little bit stronger, and everything. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and once he saw me that I was a little bit more prepared to, to deal with the, with the guys over here, you know, he said, you know what, let's start you off here in Florida, like for two weeks and then you're going to New York. Okay. So that's what I did. You know, he, he, he prepared me down there and once uh, he saw me a little bit better and ready, you know, he sent me up here to New York and started working here, uh, since, I mean, I've been here since 2015 and thank God, I mean, everything's gone. <laughs> Eric, you're hot, man. So he's doing a good, he did a good job. And you're Angel Cordero. I mean, I remember watching him ride. I mean, he's just a legend in in racing. So that's, that's that's fantastic. I mean, every single person that he teaches, he, he, he likes to take them to their house, to his house, you know, and show him replays of the way that he used to ride and, and everything, you know, and you, you, you learn a lot because in that time there were a lot of great jockeys, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Lafitte Pinkai, Georgie Velasquez, mm-hmm. him. Uh, I mean, a lot of good jockeys. So mm-hmm. looking at those old films at the same time, you know, you, you start getting more ideas of how to ride. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, the Jared Baileys. And, and uh, there's just there's so many jockeys from that era that were just consistently good. So mm-hmm. the, that what a, what a talent to learn from, yeah. though. That's fantastic. Yeah. C-Note, he, uh, he mentioned a couple different tracks for you. Um, out of all the tracks you've ever raced, what would you say would be your favorite and why? Man, to be honest, I uh, I love, and, and not just me, a lot of the jockeys too, you know, we love Saratoga, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, 
It's yeah. like it's something different, you know, because the people there, the the horse racing in Saratoga, it's like overwhelming, you know. Sure, it, it sure. Comes from everywhere, you know. You go to the to the town, everything's horse racing in the town, you know. The fans are like on the next level, you know. It's <laughs> it's just amazing to go there. It's a wonderful place to be. Very beautiful. It's just paradise yeah it's just that racing atmosphere is just totally insane yeah. you know the, the spa is one of spa is one of the best tracks i think yeah. in the then country as soon as you 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 start driving to saratoga and you get close to the to the <laughs> twin bridge that they got up there man you're ready you're like oh i'm 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 here <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm finally here so eric um you know so obviously you're racing quite a bit and you're always working out the horses but on race days, what do you typically do to prepare for those races? What do you What do you get going on beforehand? Man, I mean, race days. I I, I don't do I don't do too much. Not even Not even on, on my days off. You know, sure. I mean, I just stay uh, working horses in the morning if I have to. You know, if they call me, I'll go work the horses. Um, race days. You know, I'll, I'll go over the 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 racing form in the in the morning. And during the races too, you know, so I try to stay as focused as I can with everything. Um, but besides that, I don't, I don't do too much, you know, Sure. I'm just, just that. Do you ever go back and watch film on any of the races or maybe on oh. the other horses in the field by chance? Oh, of course. You know, I mean, when, when I see, when I see that, that my horse has a little bit of a shot, you know, I'll start looking at, at some of the, mm -hmm. the best performances that he's had before, either if it's with me or with all the jockeys, you know, and try to try to learn something a little bit from the horse, you know, so yeah. go out there. I, I could, I could try to give him the best opportunity that he gets. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Expect in the ones you're on as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the trainers appreciate that too, you know, put that extra effort in at the end of the day and you just really want to, to give the trainer the best shot at winning, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I always, I always try to ride hard. You know, when, right. when, when, when I don't try as hard is when I see that my horse is already empty, that mm -hmm. I don't really have anything more. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I try not to kill them. You know, yeah. I try right. to as much as I can. You know, and and that's basically it. I yeah. don't, I don't try to overdo what they can't do. So. Right. No, that's great. And I think that's exactly what people need to hear, you know, especially nowadays is that you guys are so knowledgeable and you guys do this for a living. You guys know exactly when you do and don't have the horse, you know, yeah. so that's important. And I think that's a great point that you bring up. Yeah. Um. So just going back to the trainer angle. So obviously before the races, you probably talk it out with the trainer before the race. So how you want to ride the race, how you think it's going to break down. Um. But let's say that, you know, the original plan with the trainer kind of goes to the wayside. Somebody goes out there and tries to steal the race do you have a backup plan on that or do you just kind of let the horse run its race or do you just kind of think on the fly and react? What, what's the thought process on that? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's on my side, at least there was always, there's always three plans, you know, plan A, plan B and plan C, you know, usually plan A is the trainers. I'll try to keep my, my, my plan right behind that one, you know, I mean, but plan C, if something happens coming out of the gate, you know, that, that, right. that, changes the 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 perspective of the race from the trainer's uh point and from your point you know you just gotta work it out very that's quick. awesome that's awesome to know that's, that's gotta try to do everything you can quick and go from there sure yeah you gotta react i'm sure to 
to, to how the yeah. horse breaks and things of that nature. So you got to expect the unexpected. Uh, so Eric, we're talking Belmont here. The, the guys and I talk every week. Specifically, we, we try to handicap some races. We talk about the races and who we think is going to win. And the, the weather's got a lot to do with it. And I know that tomorrow and Friday, they're calling for rain. And then Saturday uh, should be should be 82 degrees, no rain. But take us through like Belmont specifically, how that track typically runs, um, especially coming off of maybe two days of rain. And the track last week was really soggy and sloppy. So kind of just walk us through what the bias is that you think that you're going to be looking at for Saturday. Is it going to be something more from, you know, uh, from a pace perspective? Are we looking at front runners? Is it better for closers? Are we talking closer to the rail, farther out in the middle? What's what's the bias going to be? Well, to be honest, I mean, I think I think the the race, the racetrack is going to play maybe speedy, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be sealed uh, okay. tomorrow and, and probably um, Saturday, you know, depending how how tight they get it, you mm-hmm. know, uh, depending how much rain we get to, you know, I mean, we're expecting a lot of rain. So, right. Probably is going to stay for the next two days, very wet, you know, and. If they tie it up pretty good, maybe Saturday might dry out a little bit, but it still might be quick. You know, um, when it rains over here that they seal the track, track usually plays for the speed horses. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and those days, they want to make sure the track condition is at its peak performance, I'm sure. And when you do have an opportunity throughout the day, are you talking, uh, are you looking more to be off the rail at that point? Or is the rail pretty good at Belmont after the rain? I mean, rail is usually good, you know, uh, sometimes depending how much rain we get, um, we we get off of the rail a little bit because uh, the little bit of, uh, of the rain that washes in, you know, stays there. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just we just got to find out how much rain we're going to get, you know, but usually when when it rains a lot, we, we try to stay two or three paths okay. out, you know, to sure. try to stay the best part. Okay, makes sense to me. This is that I would say that's your home home track, right? Yeah, this is my my yeah, home track. So nobody knows it better, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I take your advice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this guy. When you're say before a race, you're looking at your field, you're looking at the track, or you're looking at the card or whatnot. Do you do you ever predict um, what horse you think is going to win? Yeah, I mean sometimes sometimes when you see when you see the the chart, you know the 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 program you you kind of see horses that are dropping in horses that are doing very good and they're bumping up you know so sure. you kind of have that 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 instinct that that tells you this horse this horse might win today you know even though he might be a long shot or or people don't have too much faith on him so i mean i i handicapped the race pretty good you know and then sometimes i i i picked the right horses i mean not all the time, but most of the time, I I pick the right ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, uh, that that's funny that you bring that up. So, last weekend you had that uh, you had that pretty big long shot uh, last weekend that you came up and uh, rode the race. Did it just break down that way, or did you just you knew you had the horse from the get go? I mean, the the horse that you're talking about was the one that that went to the lead, right? Yeah, yeah. You just got out to the front and you just ran away <laughs> yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you something. You know, I, I thought that that he had a little bit of a shot on the on the paper. You know, because yeah. he had speed and track was playing speed that day. Yep. So, um, I was like, I mean, I think I'm gonna send into the lead. You know, so I went out 
And as soon as I went out to the paddock, I saw him acting up. He was going crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, what am I going to do here? And as soon as I got there, the, the foreman that was helping, he told me, oh, the lady wants you to go to the lead. So if, if you can make it, go for it, you know? Nice. And man, he was, he was, I just made sure I had him ready in the gate. <laughs> I mean, as soon as they gave the break, it was go time. I yeah, I was going to say, because it looked like that horse had a lot of horse, too. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I handicapped it, and I didn't see that you were, like, I pick you in almost every race, my man. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> that's how much of a fan I am. And I looked at that race, and I was like, man, if you can get away, that's going to be killer. And sure enough, I mean, you broke, and you ran away with that race. Kept it just, it just kept going. I was waiting for the breakdown, I mean, slow down, never did. running scared, I could play, you know, <laughs> close to him he just kept on going kept on going i was like man they're, they're gonna it's gonna be tough for them to pass him so. oh yeah oh yeah um so obviously we've got some big races for you you've got a huge card coming up all week really i mean it's a lot of racing but for the the belmont stakes in specific you know do you have i mean do you have a prediction do you th- do you really look at the race and just say you know this is who i think is going to win or do you just kind of keep that inside i mean I, to be honest there's there's a the field is a really good field, you know, yeah, it's, it it's very hard to pick one horse, you know, and say this one is going to win, you know, because most of the horses in there are, have the same ability, you know, they're, they're very good. So it's for me this year, it's tough to pick. Yeah. You got a few horses that run up front, you know, or really close to the pace that have a big shot, but there's a few horses too that come from behind that if they have a sizzling pace up front, they could run them down. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're all thinking the same thing. I mean, I looked at the card and I'm like, I don't even know where to go here. You know what I mean? I like the whole field. You know, there's, there's a lot of horses out there that are just, yeah. I, are, I'm, I'm leaning more towards off the pace. I think this year, honestly, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few horses. There's one horse, you know, that, I mean, he, he might, he hasn't shown a lot, you know, but he's ran good enough that if they put a really sizzling pace, you know, and, and, and he wants to run, he might be able to get it that it's, um, overtook Franco's horse. I mean, he, yeah. he's yeah. ridden him already. He finished second. Um, I, I won that day if I'm not mistaken. Um, of and course that, horse, that day, I mean, he, he ran very good. I wasn't really expecting him to, to run that good that day. So was that the Peter Pan? Um, he ran, he ran the Peter Pan with Johnny, but I think he ran the Gotham. I think it was okay, uh, okay. the, the Withers. I think it was the there. Withers. Yep. Okay. I mean, there's a, there's a uh, uh, top Fletcher has a lot of good horses going yeah. in there. Yeah. He, he's like known agenda, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, with Irad aboard I, too. Yeah. I like, I like the, 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 the style of that horse, you know, how, how he runs. So, I mean, yeah, he could be, sure. he's really so he could he could have the 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 right setup and win. Yeah, know? he he didn't get the best run at the Derby. Just didn't get his opportunity. Exactly. So, is there anything specific you look at when you're looking at your competition? Uh, not really. You know, I just try to look at like the last performances of the horses. You know, yeah. I try to look last time. You know, and and I'll try to go by that. You know, sometimes sure you got speed horses. You know that the last two times they haven't run to the lead. You know. So I'll try to take that in advantage, you know, and, and if they don't break good, I'll try to just jump in uh, up front, you know, and, and, and take the lead, you know? So, I mean, it's just, it's, you just got to pay attention to at least that, you know, to, to try to get everything settled up. Right. 
Definitely. I obviously follow you on Instagram and, you know, Twitter and all that fun stuff, but I see, uh, a lot of, uh, pranks that you pull on some of these guys in the locker room sometimes, you know, uh, <laughs> I was actually cracking up the other week. I saw that you, um, you got Irad with the air horn, the air horn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was yeah, cracking he, up. He, he told me that he has one under his sleeve for me. So <laughs> I don't know what he's cooking, but I'm waiting for it. <laughs> is, that t- uh, is that typically the vibe in the locker room, in the jockey's room? Are you guys kind of just, you know, goofing around, lighthearted, you know, just always messing with each other? Is it ever, like, tense in there? Or is it always just, like, upbeat? No, nah, I mean, jockey's room is, is pretty quiet, you know? I mean, the, the jockey's room, there's, the loudest one there is me, you know? I'm, I'm <laughs> one that's messing around with people, you know? Messing around with Irad, with Alvarado, <laughs> with Jose, you know. So that, uh, those that they're close to my corner, so that's why I, I mess with them a lot. You know? He's the class clown. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. you'd, you'd fit. You'd fit right into the podcast. <laughs> right, fits perfect. We got a fist spot for you. <laughs> so Eric, uh, who would you say out of the jockeys? I guess do you hang with anybody outside of racing? Is there anything you do outside of when uh, dark days you hang out with anybody else? Like I, I think Manny is one of your good friends. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, Manny, uh, his his girlfriend is is very good friends with my girlfriend. So and he has a daughter too. So uh, mm. when we can and in the off days, we we get together and we go out and, and the girls get to play together. You know and Nice. We we try to spend some time, some family time. You know, I mean, we we're not just a family in the track. You know, we're out of track. We're family too. You know, so we try yeah. to keep it the same way. That's fantastic. Well, maybe we'll have to get Manny and the family some some shirts from the podcast out For there sure. to you guys. Uh, get, get some yeah. to him as well. <laughs> when you're off the track, I guess what what kind of stuff do you do when you're when you take your time away? Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I I like to go out to eat, man. I don't got <laughs> my man. My man, you're speaking to the you're speaking to me, babe. Preach, man. I I don't got no weight problem, so I like to go eat. I like to. <laughs> what do you eat? What kind of food? I eat everything, man. I'll eat, my man, I'll, my man. I'll eat Mexican food, Latin food. I mean, I I would eat anything. Today, today I had some mofongo. so that's Ooh, something that I make that's in nice. Puerto Rico with, with plantains and everything. So yeah. I'm pretty pumped up for tomorrow. <laughs> you got that pre-race meal. You're ready to got go. That energy going. Oh, yeah, I got that. Eric, so I obviously I see that uh, you're a little bit of a gamer, right? I could say much a bit. <laughs> much a bit. <laughs> so my question is here, how? what do I have to do to make the Warzone squad? Because I, I game myself too. So I, I, I see you guys on there all the time, and you guys are killers, dude. <laughs> The only thing that you need to do is just send send your username. That's it. You you make the squad. My man. All right. I'll after the interview. I'll text you my uh, my gamer tag. We'll link up for sure. Of course, man. <laughs> you just made his day easy. You just made his day, buddy. Dude, I'm so happy right now. I may not sound it, but I'm I'm jumping for joy right now. I'm ready. I'm ready for war. I play with everybody, man. I, I, I try to play a little bit with everybody. Earlier today, I was uh, playing with Jose. Um, I I haven't played in a while with Irad, but I played with Irad. I see Irad on there all the time. Dude is getting nothing but wins every day. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's a he's a gamer. He he got into it really good. He didn't used to be as as a gamer, you know. Yeah. But I got him. I got him into into getting to Warzone, and then after that, he came, he's hooked. He became an addict. <laughs> That's awesome. He yeah. wakes up. 
he wakes up every morning. He he makes his coffee, and as soon as his coffee is done, he'll go turn on the PC and he'll start gaming at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning to like ten or eleven before he goes to the racetrack. Just grinding. That's awesome. Yeah, steady gamer. That's, that's says that his relaxing time. I, mean, I, I love it. I wish I could do that, but they don't let me. <laughs> Uh, all right, Eric, uh, after every uh, interview here, we're going to do these kind of quick, quick uh, rapid fire questions for you. So I'm just going to spit out these questions. You give me your first answer and uh, we just keep moving on until we get through all five. OK, no problem. All right, here we go. Uh, favorite horse that you've ridden? Code of Honor. OK, if you weren't a professional jockey, what other profession would you be doing? A barber. What's your favorite video game system, pl- uh, PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, PlayStation. My man. All right. Pizza, thin crust, or deep dish? Uh, deep dish. All right. And what's your hidden talent that uh, no one knows about that you can do? Hmm. Man, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one, man. You can say it all. Say anything, buddy. <laughs> man, I'm going to leave that I'm going to leave that one. On <laughs> We're going to leave that one for future, uh, future podcast. Yeah. 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 Good answer. There you go. Good yeah. Answer. Plenty ple- of time to think about it. We'll bring you back on. You can give us an answer. on plead the one. fifth. Let's <laughs> say <laughs> Erica, I, I want to thank you very much for, for joining us today here on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Look forward to, uh, to talking to you again here in the near future. Um, so just thank you very much for coming on board. Yeah. Thank you, man. We really appreciate it and just keep doing what you're doing. And, um, you know, you always got our support. Yeah, we support you. 100%. Good luck, brother. Congratulations again on uh, on the on the, all the wins, obviously, to, to get you the title that you have. Um, we appreciate you coming on. No, thank you very much. I really appreciate it for you guys to have me here. I appreciate all your followers, you know, for for staying tuned with you guys, you know, and and try to keep the the, the people interested in the industry. You know, there's so, no us without you, brother. There you go. Very much. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. All right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, it's Eric. Uh, Eric Cancel here. Thanks for joining the podcast. Honestly, that was a great interview. That was yep. fantastic. Awesome. What an awesome guy, guys. Yeah, down to earth. Yep. Like family yeah. guy, right? Hard worker. Yeah. 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 It's it's uh it's easy to pull for I don't know if I, him on his race. My my favorite part is he loves to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty He'd interesting. Fit right in with the yeah. group, man. <laughs> he really would. Right. No, and it's nice too. I mean, these interviews are great because it gives, you know the jockeys and an opportunity to just show that they're not just guys out there racing. You know, they, yeah, there's human, more to you know, there's yeah. more to everybody on that racetrack. Yeah. yeah. Real, real genuine. Really appreciate him coming out. Hopefully we can get him on again. You know, yeah, maybe in sure. the future, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, but right now we're going to go ahead and bring in our fourth co-host. That's going to be Joey stats. Joey stats. 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 What's going on? What's up, buddy? What's up, what's up fellas? <laughs> good to be back. How's everybody doing? Uh, doing good. Better if you were in the studio. Yeah, I can't hang Miss you, brother. Back. Miss you. God, we miss you a lot. I mean, if people could start buying merch or something, maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> this could become a full-time gig with uh, some kind of dividends. would be great. Yeah, we got to get Joe in the studio here, guys. Buy some merch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last week, we were talking a little bit before we got you on here, Stats, talking about last week's winnings, and you started off Saturday with... A three hundred dollar try win, hot, 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 ah, man, baby, right off the bat. I enjoy the way to start the day on Saturday. A little, a little three horse try box, yeah, yeah, that was nice. That's pretty oh. money to box three horses, and those are the three horses that came in. And yeah, dude, I, I like, I liked all three of them. I, I really like the, uh, the six, which is the long shot, which made pay, made yeah. payoff happen. I didn't yep. think he was good enough to win, but I didn't want to throw him out either. It's like you know, it was eight and ten, the six and eight. 
Well, screw it. We'll, we'll box it out. <laughs> yeah. When in doubt, box it out. And make there you go. There it is. The key, the key <laughs> stats line, when in doubt, box it out. I love it. Comes back to pay out. So not a bad week for all of us. We were talking about how we picked up uh, some of the tries and, and we handicapped pretty well last week. Um, let's go ahead and get into the handicapping for this week. We're talking Saturday. Card. I'm liking it, guys. I'm liking the cards. We talked about all of the races that they got going on with all the graded stakes. We're going to go right to the sixth. That's the first one we're going to handicap for everybody. Six for a long. It's on the inner turf. It's the Jiper grade one. Uh, this is a purse of 400000 for three-year-olds and upwards. I'm going to let the kid go ahead and give his first insights. Yeah, so these fields are stacked. I mean, all weekend, you're going to see nothing but competition. And I am a little bit biased in this race in specific. Um, I am a part owner of Got Stormy which is the 11 horse. Uh, Tyler Gaffley owns a board. He's ridden this horse almost every single time, except for the one time Johnny V got a mount. I'm sure there was probably some sort of scheduling issue, but this horse may not look at it. If you look at this horse on paper, maybe you do see something in the horse, but maybe you don't. But it was hard for me if I was just handicapping, not being biased to find that standout stat other than it, it's won a couple of races. Yeah. But this horse, I'm telling you right now, I watched the race, obviously being part owner. I've seen how this horse races and this horse is the real deal. You know, Tyler knows how to exactly how to ride the horse. It's ridden in nothing but grade one, grade two, and grade three races. Um, it's a Mark Cassie horse. I just don't see a lot of, um, you know, negatives to the horse at all. You know, yeah. it loves the turf, you know, the horse is it, it's ready for the race. That last race we ran, it was too soft. The turf was too soft for it to really get any give. That's exactly what Tyler said. It just wasn't exactly the right track. Um, so I think this is going to be a bounce back race and I think you're going to see this horse in the wind column. Yeah. I, I do like the, uh, shortened back up here to six furlongs, yep. <clears throat> which I think is a plus for, for God stormy. Uh, I, my only concern, I guess would be, uh, uh, not, not, not really even a concern here. Last two races, 84 and 86 buyer rating, not, not either one of the, the best horses, uh, best races for the horse. The honey Fox was its, right. its best race, which I think is what you're looking for. But I had a difficult time because there's, there's just no speed in this race. Right. Yeah, that's right. There's I no, I mean, too. hard to handicap a race that you don't know who's going to go out. So, I mean, my angle here, honestly, in this race, I'm strictly going for what I think could be lone speed. And there's only two horses that I think that can go to the front. Sambaye with Flavian Pratt from the outside and the number six bound for nowhere, which probably is going to be the inside speed. And between the two of them, if you're looking like most recently, who's got the better advantage here? You would probably go to Bound for Nowhere, which is the six, which mm-hmm. is the favorite. I'm going to go with Sambaye. I like I'm, I'm going to go outside with a 12 to 1 shot to start this whole thing off here for us uh, on a horse that, for me personally, I think needs the six furlongs. The five and a half was short, came up a little half length short uh, in the turf sprint grade two at Churchill on April 30th. And I love the fact that uh, you're getting you're giving Pratt on him, who's had the last two mounts. Lost them out with Hernandez, probably another conflict there, and then one previously four back. So it's a horse that's considerably, it's really in good form right now. I, I think this is just going to be a setup for speed. This horse is a straightforward uh, move to get the speed early. The sure. only concern is that if the six does go and they press, it, maybe, it, maybe it goes ahead and screws me up. I'm going to take a chance. I think the six is going to be close. It's going to be a few horses close. But I think if Sambaye can go ahead and get to the front like he did three back and four back, especially in that Thunder Road grade three, I think he just wires the field. That's where I was. I mean, to be honest with you, I was exactly where you're at. I was going back and forth, back and forth. But I mean, if he gets a clean lane, that talking about the six uh, bound for nowhere. Yeah, he gets a clean lane. It's gonna be hard to catch up. Totally. I mean, that's gonna be hard. I'm not a I'm not a favorite type of guy. I like the underdogs and I like the long shots. Um, 
not saying this is a long shot by no means, but I'm going to go with the four fast boat, uh, trained by Joe Sharp. Irad's on him. Uh, it's coming off back to back wins. I love that. Um, that's a, that's a good thing for me. Uh, great workout on the 29th of May. Um, both of his wins were on turf. So that's another good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, if you're looking at speed, if you're going to try to find speed in this race, I think to me, and this is my personal opinion, I think this was a fast race or fast horse. Um, one Oh two speed rating. I mean, that's yeah, pretty good. Nice. Yeah. You know, I mean, so I'm going to go with the four on mine. Yeah. Got to be coming off deep. Uh, Got to be sitting back at yeah. a good position on yeah. the four position. So I think you will, uh, if he's going to make that move and there is some speed yeah. in the race. Keep in mind, like uh, what I said, down. if that six finds a lane, it's going to be hard to beat him. Uh, he's the favorite. Yeah. I'm trying to go against him too yeah. as well. Same. Joey, where'd you land on this race? Yeah, I mean, you guys did it all. I mean, right on the head, right? I think the, the six, I think, is going to go to the front. I think the four is uh, is sneaky. He's being good form. Um, and you guys hit all the front runners to me. I think the, the sneaky horse I'm looking at is eight. It's Georgian champ. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of a shipper. It's in good form. Uh, obviously, coming up in class a little bit. Uh, but just had a really nice workout um, a couple of days ago. He was in the back in. So I think uh, the eight may be something I'd be playing in the exotics, but maybe if they get a breakup. Yeah, I, I like that uh, that May 30th workout there for uh, the five furlongs at uh, a minute and, and two with the uh, one out of 14 move. And, you know, three wins in a row is nothing to shy away from. You got a, a 70,000 handicap, a grade three, and uh, an allowance, 70,000, uh, nothing to sneeze at. No, not at all. And plus you get Louis Saez aboard too. I think this one's actually pretty sneaky because I think if the, if somebody doesn't go out to the front or if there's not really a ton of pace, you know, um, Louis Saez is the type of jockey that will go out there and push the pace, try to steal the race away from somebody. So I think that's a sneaky pick, Joey. So four, eight, eleven, twelve, and then six Write possible it down. speed, right? Four, Write eight, it down. 12. <laughs> Not bad. Let's move on to the seventh. Uh, seventh is a mile and a sixteenth. This is the Ogden Phipps. This is a Grade One race, five hundred thousand for fillies and mares, four year olds and upward. Listen, all these races are tough. I'm not going to get into how hard it is, but I'm going to go right away with who I think is going to win this race. And again, I'm going outside the norm, getting away from a favorite here because I think it's going to be a big day at Belmont. I'm going with seven, Bonnie South. What I really like about this is you got got Cox and you got got Joel Rosario. The thing I like most about, it's a little bit move up in class, but the horse has been running in grade two, grade threes consistently. The first time out this year was a grade three. Was again a mile and the sixteenth. Uh, I thought it was a decent race. It was a decent field that he ran up against. Uh, obviously, uh, she went out there and, and she wins this race by a head with Florent Chiru. You get Rosario in in the uh, in the reins this time, coming off the pace and won its only start this year. And I did like the workout exceptionally. The last one that he had, which was May 29th at Churchill for five furlongs, which was fifty nine and two, which was the best out of forty three horses that day. I think that workout tells me that they're trying to get this horse moving a little sooner and getting a contention and definitely has the ability to close out at the late stages, taking a chance here with Bonnie South for, uh, for, for Brad Cox. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Um, for me, mile on the 16th, I had a hard one on this one as well. Um, I'm going to go right for the three on top and then take a six with a long shot. I'm going to go, you know, put the three key, the three, and then, you know, I'll go Latruska, like you're yeah. taking three. Yeah, Let, uh, the three's on top. That to me, that's the favorite. I couldn't get away from it for <laughs> some reason. Um, but I'm gonna take the six as well to you know, give me an exact box on this one. Um that's water white. Water white. Okay. Thirty to one on the morning. Is line. it water white or water wow? Water white. Water white. Water okay. white. Yeah. Water white. Manny's on him. Uh Rodriguez. It's a closer. So I, I still think that to, to me the three's gonna win this race. Um, yeah. but I think that it's gonna be a hard second for uh with the six. 
Yeah, I think if everybody watched an apple blossom and how he came back, kind of drifted back and then came back again, that that mm-hmm. was just a, such a strong race in that last sixteenth yeah. mile and, and seventy yards was just that three loves the distance too. Yeah, it's yeah. Perfect. It, yeah. I mean, Latruska ran a great race in that race. I mean, it was one of the more impressive actually races I've seen this year, just because yeah. how how heavy that that race really was for him. Sure, and, for her, and that you know just to to really battle back and just kind of come up beating my boy girl just speaks volumes yeah it just speaks volumes the way that horse's condition is and how it's always ran yeah um and swiss swiss skydiver as well was in that race so you had to you had to worry about pace you had to worry about distance yet there's a lot of questions involved with them and and she just came out and just kind of did her yeah yeah it was was impressive it's hard to go against it i mean i got i ran on the three as well so yeah i mean yeah that you rode last time so i mean that's a good pick it's not uh it's not where I'm going though. I uh, I'm taking a chance in this race as well. Like it. I, I I stumbled upon a couple of horses. I just didn't really know where to go, but something just kept pulling me back to this too. Mm-hmm. It's Valiance with Luis Saez aboard. It's Todd Pletcher horse. The horse seems to be in great form. I mean, it had the last three speed ratings: 105, 103, 105. Granted. I, those are a little bit more difficult for me to to base a lot of stock off of when you're you know going a little bit of a longer distance, but. It's Louis Saez on a great horse. I he can give anybody a great ride, even if the horse is out of it. You think, oh, it doesn't have a chance. He can still give a good ride. So yeah, um, this horse I think is really in the mix. It's out of Tappet, which is a pulpit, and I just I, I don't see a lot of red flags on this horse. Great workout on May twenty eighth. Go ahead, Joey. How are you feeling that? Uh, how are you feeling that he hasn't raced since uh, Belmont? Excuse me, Breeders' Cup. Breeders Cup. Yeah, the layoff. It. it Todd Pletcher is a mad genius. I'm, <laughs> I trust Todd that he's obviously putting this horse out there because it's ready. You I know? think I asked you a question like this, like was it was the last week or the week before. Kid? Yeah, from a first time start yeah, yeah, for the year, and you, first and, start for the year. First and you, I think your response was something along the lines like you said. Uh, uh, trainers, well, I think they, that they, they keep a horse off for a layoff for a while for a reason. Yeah, so yeah. I think Todd maybe kept this horse out. Maybe they're working on something. Maybe they're trying to, I don't know, break better. You know, maybe run a little bit of a different style. I don't know what it is, but I think there is a reason that this horse hasn't ridden. Um, I think they're working on something. So I'm thinking that you know Todd's going to have this horse prepped and ready to go and. Um, I, I, I think, doesn't scare me as much. I think personally, I mean, look at look at the nineteen to the two thousand nineteen to the two thousand twenty campaign for it. Last time I ran was uh, previously was June thirtieth of two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. The next time I ran was May sixteenth of two thousand twenty. Right. The gaps aren't for I think more than just the horses just getting conditioned, condition. giving it the break. This You're horse, saying it's a normal gap. For yeah, this horse? I, I don't I don't think it's a big deal. Now he did come in sixth that race, so the first time out for the year wasn't like a big banger for him. It was more of a prep race to get him ready for the rest of the year, where he went on and won three in a row and then second in the Breeders' Cup. So. Todd's not putting this horse out seven times, eight times, right. ten times a year. Sure, selective races four times a year, maybe this year in twenty twenty one campaign. So he, he might obviously feels he obviously feels good about this yeah. horse position. I think yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. It's just being selective with the races Correct. the horse runs, and this is one that he thinks yeah. nothing the they're way. working yeah. on. I don't think there's anything they're working on. I think this is just this is a good fitting horse for the race sure. of the distance. Uh, second to Monmoy Girl by you know a length and three quarter right. in the Breeders' Cup, and it's Monmoy Girl ready to cut. Right, it's Monmoy Girl, and then we're ready to come back with the horse. That he might get your fifth it. kid. I mean, you get your fifth <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. Stats, where you at? Well, it's funny because I had a question mark next to the uh, the two myself, and I'm gonna <laughs> on over days. Um, and now I'm thinking the same thing with the five horse. Uh, uh, she bears the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, this horse seems to to be back and forth between in form and out of form. Um, it's a classy horse. It's ran in, it, it's ran in grade one many times, um, and it performed well. Coming off a long break, coming off 160 days, and then they came back and, and went bang bang. 
grade two win, right. grade one win. That's where I'm at, man. I was there along the speed, Windstar Plan, Cox and Giroux. Yeah, off of a, of a classy inform horse. That's why I was going to win this race. Yeah, I like it. Again, I mean, I think anybody you choose in this race, you can have an argument for. All these races are going to yeah. be the same. Yeah, I felt like that on the whole car, though. I agree. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you have to feel yeah. that way. I, I, even the horse, you have to look at secondary, the long shots. You have to consider that there's something there that that the trainer likes. Sure, to put him in that race. But yeah, stats. I mean, seven for seven last year in 2020, four wins, a second and two thirds. This isn't anything new. Brad knows where to put his horses as well. It's going to be a great race. Yeah. It's gonna be a fantastic race. It's gonna be interesting. Like even even the four horse, right? Is Daffy Joseph? Yeah, yeah. I looked at that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Safi, like I said too, is like killing it too. So it's like it's yeah. almost like you want to like I might this might be a box it out race for me. I mean, there's so many options here. It's like I don't. Well, even, I think I think you know. I think Stats's angle is probably the best after talking to Eric on in the interview, yeah. and he's saying that's going to be speedy. They're going to have that track like a you know a freight train. It's going to be like yeah, because they're sealing it. They're sealing it. It's going to be really fast. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking that, we're talking speed. She dared the devil. It's going to be you're going to yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to beat. Yeah. yeah, I still I still say put the three on top. Latruska. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. It'll that's be a good race. I think uh, everybody highlight that race and yeah. really pay attention because that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Stats, you may just wear the field in that one. You're going to be right <laughs> on that one. Uh, we're going to go the. <laughs> we're gonna go to the 10th race mile and a quarter on the inner turf this is the resorts world casino manhattan stakes seven hundred fifty thousand on the inner turf for four-year-olds and upwards uh i'm gonna go ahead and swing this so i'm gonna let stats take this first call on it because this is another race that i think you got to have an angle and you got to feel good about something to take a choice on one because they're all good so stats where you at throwing curveballs <laughs> you like that right yeah i know you started off well, I mean, usually when I'm handicapping, I'm, I'm assuming uh, there's going to be three or four horses that are picked off. So <laughs> Don't talk about those. <laughs> so all the favorites are taking. Uh, taking. Who do I go with? <laughs> um, I think uh, it's not a big surprise here that uh, I'm going heavy chalk here. We have a Fletcher I red horse that's the number 10, Colonel Liam. Mm. Uh, just ran a mile and eight. Good pick. Went a mile and an eighth, went a mile and three sixteenths. This horse right now is an absolute great train. Four straight it wins. Well, it, it, it breaks well. It breaks well and wins. It breaks like shit. It, it, it's, uh, it's impressive. Um, and it's going backwards in, in distance. And my only concern there is, um, you know, can I get him to break a little sooner? I'm on the 10 against Fletcher. I like it. I read. Can't complain there. You can't complain four straight wins in a row. Definitely I love combo. that. Yeah. Horse wow. is definitely in, in, in shape right now. Yeah. How can you definitely, not definitely like, really run, running well? Uh um, great resume. I'm gonna I'm gonna go next here. I'm gonna actually go with our boy E C on this one. Damn. Number man. eight. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tribavon because we're talking about speed. We're talking a horse that can break exceptionally well. Um and has and has really consistently from its races. One race back in May twenty, uh, March twenty eighth of two thousand twenty, did not break well, and that was an uh, optional claiming non winners of two. But horses moved into a couple graded two grade two races, and the last one uh, that he did run at Belmont, which I do like over the surface uh, one time for May first, gives me a little confidence that this horse can go ahead and set some fractions out there and be competitive. And Eric's going to know exactly how that's obviously he knows where the track is at. We've talked about how good he's been. I feel confident that if he can go out and get that big lead, which is going to be going real hard early, mm-hmm. I think he has the ability to go ahead and, and last and maintain the rest of the position. So I'm really confident that Chad Brown's going to let him go, 
going to tell him to fly out there. He's going to set some really good fractions and should be able to go ahead and dominate. One, one for one already this year, 110,000 in the, in the bank. I just see this horse being able to, to, to maybe wire the field. And I think Eric's going to be able to rate him just that way. Nice. Yeah, you weren't uh, supposed to take that pick. So <laughs> sorry, kid. My bad. Um, I definitely have a check mark uh, next to Eric on this uh, in this race. I mean, you covered it well. This is a great horse. Um, but I also landed on the nine Gafo. This is one that I, I just had to go back to my my combination, my deadly combination with Joel Rosario and Christophe Clement. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this horse is ready. I think this horse can run the race. Um, the last race, if you look at it, I think the horse just needed more distance because, I mean, he's coming from sixth place and then actually eighth place at the second call and then just just finished a little short, you know, lost just by a nose. Barely just lost the channel kick. So it's going to close, and if there's speed at the front, I think this horse can come from behind and, and really wire the field there on that end. But, you know, he's ridden in grade one races, first, second, and third. You can't complain about that. Um, it's out of declaration of war, which I love seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, that combination is so deadly. And when you mix in turf, pff, sign me up. So <laughs> I'm all over Joel and Kristoff in this race. Um, obviously I like the eight as well, but the nine Gufo is where I'm going to land on this one. Yeah, I like that closer angle in yeah. this one, but I, I just don't think any, I don't know if channel Kent's really going to go to the front. Well, I, some, I think somebody's going to go to the front and if. Eric's going to go to the front. Eric's going to go to the front, Eric's and I think somebody may compete with them. And I think know? Channel K would be maybe that one to go. Velasquez right. may see his only option is getting him out early and pressing with that. So if the, if the speed breaks down, yeah. Gufo's a great horse to go ahead and take, obviously, that that last race. Here Correct. Right I mean, they run that quarter in 23, you know, in a mile. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're going to see something happen at the end of the race. Sure. So if somebody gets burnt out of the front, definitely look at this horse to close like a freight train. No, Agreed. Yeah, I love EC. Thanks for being on the on the pod, but uh, I want to wish you good luck on this race because I don't think you're going to hit. I think uh, I'm, I like I like stats. I like the ten. Um, good luck on that one as well. But I think the four is going to pull it off. Uh, Chad Brown, Flavian Pratt, domestic domestic uh, spending, five of six races ever raced. He's won. I cannot complain there. I mean, who can? Very very impressive to me. Uh, he had a great workout on the on the twenty eighth of May. Um, excellent finish in his last race first race with Flavian as well and he still won it to me i cannot complain i'm gonna go with the four domestic spending on this one sorry guys it, i got i got no I, I got indications on that as well i i do like the horses last race specifically mm-hmm. it's run over belmont uh back in june of last year and won that race in an allowance uh race which i thought was uh pretty convincing coming off the maiden for twenty two thousand. yeah so a low a low, lower lower grade maiden race comes back in allowance, wins that one by a neck, and then uh, moved up to a grade two and was competitive as well, closed really well. So I think this is on my radar as well. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's, it's- And you know what? When I'm handicapping, I don't know how you guys do it, but when I, I look for something first to, to, to stick out to me, Mm-hmm. And and if nothing sticks out, then I you know really really deep you know dig in and yeah. you know read it a little bit more. So what was the angle? What was the stick out? Uh, this one was just impressive. The thing that stuck out to me the most it was just as I was super impressed. He won five of six races he's ever raced. Mm-hmm. I mean I can I know I know there's different grades and things like that, but sure, um, there's different angles you can look at. But and then and then to win with Flavian on him at last time that you know the first race. Chad yeah. Brown, I can't complain and it there. It gives you that confidence that you can ride yeah. a horse. I, th- yeah. I like it. Um, I Super think, impressed. I think we just gave the listeners at home 
the super. super. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I like every single horse that we talked about. I mean, I had a check mark next to every single. So one did I. Kind of kind of weird that we all <laughs> fell on that. Uh, the only one we didn't really talk about was Channel Cat, which I think we just talked about briefly to say that's going to be the speed. So the 78 should go to the front, and then you've got some solid closers and some some people being able to stock. Right, and that's going to be you know your 10 Colonel Liam. It's going to be your nine Gufo, and it's going to be the four. Uh, maybe coming off that that late pace. If Good it job, boys. Down. So Good job. Fine. This is why we do what we do. Box the five horses. It'll cost you $12 yeah. for 10 cents. And congratulations on your win. Yeah. Put in the super. <laughs> it's 10 cent supers. What are, you, what are we talking about here? And then when you win, buy some merch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> buy some merch, fly Joey back in. Yeah. <laughs> Get stats back here. Um, all right. We're, we're going up to the last race. And, and it's obviously it's the boy. Belmont. It's your one and a half mile Belmont Stakes. Uh, presented by Naira Betts. This is for your three-year-olds and up. Non-LASIK race, obviously, um, for the Belmont. It's a great race. We probably should do a solid rotation <laughs> and make sure. I think this may be a race that we probably could have a side bet on as well, but um, I guess we can just go ahead and start it off. Let's go with the kid here. So I love every single horse. Um, I should just do an all with all with all. But obviously, my bank account. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> That's how you win. Um, so, I mean, they're all great horses. And the one horse that always it stood out to me in the Kentucky Derby, it's standing out to me now. I can't get over that that last race in the Kentucky Derby. I think it just wasn't the race for him. Um, it's known agenda with Irad Ortiz and Todd Pletcher. I think this horse is winning the Belmont. We're in New York. Yeah. This is where. Todd goes to war with Kristoff and Rudy Rodriguez and David Dong and all all the all the trainers out there the Chad Browns, Will Mott's, everybody goes to war at Belmont but he loves this track and he knows exactly where to put the horses there. Who's that? Who just Don't Todd Pletcher. Oh, okay. I read Todd Pletcher, yeah. Good pick, good pick. So, I mean, that last race in the Kentucky Derby, I watched it. Obviously, we all watched it start to yeah. finish. It just didn't have the race that we thought it was going to. Yeah. It broke well. And, you know, it just it broke it broke really well. And actually. it just it got Better lost in the mix. Yeah, and it just got lost in the mix. So. He was he was six at the rail before the turn. I'm like, faded. he's in a great position. He just faded, pulled him back. The thing about that though, it's the Kentucky Derby. There's so many horses. There's so much going on. You know, yeah. who knows? If he's a horse, closer right. Yeah, if the horse is in the front, poorly placed, second or third, we yeah, might obviously have seen he was top. Race, he's, I had him on top in the Derby as right. well, so it was disappointing. But it- I'm going to ride out on this one. Um, you know, I'm going to take this horse on top with probably a bunch of different combinations. But uh, you know, I think this horse is going to run the race that we were expecting in the Kentucky Derby. Um, so I'm running with known agenda. I read Ortiz, Todd Pletcher. Let's do this. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I mean, I'm with you, kid. Um, First thing I think about this race is when I was looking at it in handicapping, um, I think any one of these horses, just about any one of them, can win the race. Um, if it's not, it's hard to throw one it, out. If not win, <laughs> if not win, they definitely can hit the board. Yeah, it's all, right? this is one of those races where it's harder to throw one out than it is to pick one to win. Yeah, yeah, to come in first. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, like I'm serious. I mean, and and there's what are we talking? Eight? I think there's eight horses in it, right? Yeah, right? eight. Only? Yeah, yeah. So for me, I, I dummied it down. Um, as much as I possibly could. And like I said earlier, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a favorite type of guy. Cause I, you know, especially if you're hitting the board and you want to, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to win some money or you want some numbers. Yeah. Um, I went with the three and I went with the eight. I had a hard trouble, you know, 
deciding between the two of these. Rumbauer is on the th- he's a three. He's a winner. Mm-hmm. He's coming off the win at the Preakness. Impressive run. Uh, gets pretty diff- decent c- competition. But if you want some numbers, I'm going to go with the eighth. Long shot here. Um, probably, the, maybe, I don't know. He As far as a long shot, as far as all the horses in this race. Yeah. Um, another Todd Pletcher horse. Manny Franker, Franco's on him. Great workout on the 28th. He's adding blinkers. Possibly could improve the horse. You never know. I, don't I, know. I like the eight. I don't know how I really I like feel. Yeah. Um, nice nice closing pace for this race, which I think could be in his favor. Yeah. Um, I know he's a long shot, but if you want a price, I believe this is the horse you're going to go with. I will tell you this, that uh, the Peter Pan is a key race for the Belmont, mm-hmm. that horses that come out of the Peter Pan generally are in your tries, third or uh, sure. super. So I love Manny to come in possibly third or fourth, yeah. maybe second if he gets the trip, the perfect trip. He I is guess. on outside. I know he's gonna he's gonna be able to rate it where he needs him to rate, yeah. and he's gonna be able to do that. And he knows the track. However, I I just don't see him winning, but I I definitely am gonna have him in the exotics. I definitely would put him in the sure. try. I think the Peter Pan screams uh, for any horse. I think he's the only one that came out of the Peter Pan. Yep. So that's just really some yeah. good indications for me why I even like the horse even more. Absolutely. I mean, to defend my pick, I, I like I said, I, it was hard for me to get off the three. I'd like yeah. I like Rumbauer. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I I did so. Okay. Go That's ahead. Good. Go ahead. Nope. We're going to let stats go ahead. <laughs> stats take this third shot. I'll go last. If you guys are sitting there not expecting me to go a candy, candy exotic, <laughs> you're fucking high. Because you know I'm going to do it. Um, you know, which wouldn't, which wouldn't be the, bad. The candy, candy, baby. You know, I called Ron Bauer at the Preakness. Um, I, like, I like that he uh, kind of hits back and, and drops, drops like a straight train. Yeah, he ran a good race. And then put... And I'm putting a line right through the Kentucky Derby for mm-hmm. the world. And he's sitting yep. out there in the night. He's hung up stride in 19th lane. Um, this horse is still the speed here. Whether he's got enough in the tank to go a mile and a half, we'll see. Yeah. No, I'm, I, my, I'm putting a line right, right through that Kentucky Derby for the number seven yeah. off the world. I'm going seven on time. Kentucky Derby was a glorified workout for him. Never got the trip he needed, and uh, yeah, you just draw a line through that. I think you're absolutely right with the speed on this race. Rocky Roll's going right to the front. Yeah, and with Joel aboard, too, going right to the front. Yeah. I mean, this man is, it seems almost like automatic. When he takes the lead, he just doesn't love to give it up, you know, so he battles every time. So yeah. I think that's a that's a great pick. And the way he drew off in the Santa Anita Derby yeah. was just like, the mile and a half, I don't think is an issue. You just didn't get to see him run the race in a mile and a quarter right. at the Derby that you wanted Because he to. blew the field away at that yeah, point. You know? Just, just never got an opportunity, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, stats, I think you, you're on to something here. I think we all can respect Ron Bauer. No one's, no one's gone that way to take him on top. I'm not taking him on top. I do think Ron Bauer can be somewhere in the exotics as well. So I'm I'm gonna. I think you. I think you have to If I was betting chalk, I'm taking I'm taking the three. I'm taking Ron Bauer. Well, if ch- I'm betting ch- chalk. chalk or not, I mean, just talking you know. about winning, winning the race, right? We know that sure. it's an eight horse field. If we're talking try, we're talking three out of eight. So, I think the three can win. I don't think the three can win. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think Ron Bauer can win. We can agree to disagree. Here. No, I know. I mean, just I'm giving you my opinion. You give me yours. I might dabble in that candy candy exacto though. <laughs> I, I I do like that. <laughs> Um, I think the kids, <laughs> it's so enticing. <laughs> I think the kids got it right with known agenda. I was big on known agenda for the Derby as well. I predicted that horse to have a better option. I thought it was going to break better, at least be in contention. If you draw a line through that race, he's, he's just as good, if not better than a few of these horses in this race. So, so you're picking? No, I think oh. that I I'm strongly with the six. Uh, my heart is with the six. My mind is with the six. Everything looks to me that I want to go with the six, but I'm going to go outside of everybody else's pick and give you a, like a live opportunity 
to where I think he may be able to to, to make some money here. And I'm going to probably stick with Bourbonic at the rail coming off of... Uh, I, I think if you go back to races, and we all talk about the Wood Memorial and the game yeah. too, just the unbelievable move that he made in that race. Specifically, we're talking about uh, two, three races back, and off track came in second. That was, I know it was an optional claiming. It wasn't much. The horse can move. And he can move late. And I don't think the tra- I know the track's gonna be fast. I think it may be a tinge a little bit under what the fast conditions normally are due to the rain on Thursday. He's the and one Friday. spot though, right? Yeah, he's in the one spot. Yeah. I don't it doesn't really matter to me about positioning this horse. He's gonna drop back and make a late move. I think the reason the Bourbonic has the best opportunity for me for a long shot, not only a long shot, but a long shot to win, is that I know Rocky World's going in the front. There's not a doubt in my mind that he's gonna set the pace. Now, I also know Hot Rod Charlie's gonna go that also to the front. Uh, at least near, and I think he's going to press. And what I think is that I know Hot Rod Charlie, I don't think he's going to be able to go the distance of a mile and a half. So I think he's going to take a lot out of Rockier World. I think those two are going to battle up front. So you it's, think Bourbonic's going to close faster it's re- than yeah, Known it's Agenda? Re- it's really going to... No, I'm saying it's going to set up for a closer. One of the two. And I think Known Agenda, Iron's going to have him in position to close. Yeah. So coming out the gates, you think Rockier World's going to just... Rock your, rock your world and go Hot Rod Charlie should both they're go both to the front. Okay. front. Yeah. There's well, not a doubt in my mind that those should yeah. go to the front. I think they're going to burn up and set some fractions, which is going to set up for a closer. I think Known Agenda is the best option off the pace. However, I will go with the better price if I'm picking somebody since the kid took the six. I'm going to go with Burbonic off the pace that, that I think it possibly would. Question for you. I'm the, I'm the one, though. Yeah. Right, do you think that he could hold the pace? If he, if not the one, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Rocky World, Rocky World. You said going to set the pace. Do you think he can go a mile, a mile and a half? Depends if he has anybody pressing. He can go a mile and a half, but he finished. He can go a mile and a half, and he can lead wire to wire if he's pressed, which I'm pretty sure he's going to be uh, by the inside. Like I said, I don't think. So so I guess my question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stats. Go ahead. If we if we look at uh, Rocky World, the concern in the Kentucky Derby was the horse has never trailed in his career. Right. How is he, he going to react when he gets kicked in the face? So I think in the shorter field, he's going to go to the front. And then mm-hmm. does he have enough in the tank to go a mile and a half? I don't know. But he's definitely going to the front. That's a, Stats, a that, that, was, that was exactly where I was going with my question for uh, C-Note. Is if, if Rocky World's going on front, you said Hot Rod, I believe it was. Hot Rod Charlie, yep. right, with him. Yep. If he's pressing him, mm-hmm. you still got Rocky World in front. Can he go a mile and a half start to finish? Probably not, but it depends no. on what if the fractions are. If he's pressed. I think he can. That's what I was. I was trying I, to. I say. don't think he can go if he's. I pressed. just don't think it's going to happen that way. It if all it, depends on what the fractions are. Sure. If this horse, if it presses, and let's say it runs in like, I think the number at the quarter for a mile. I mean, for this race, it's got to be like twenty four. I think that's even. Like, I feel like I don't know what that sets up for. No, I, but I, like, I think now. See, I'm going the adverse of what we talked about. Be like twenty two. No, I, I think I think we're going twenty three and forty seven. Yeah, I again think so too. Okay, but, so but you said if he's pressed. Hot Rod's going to press him. Stop. 23 and 47 with both of them at the lead. They're both going to be running early. You've got two horses trying to basically work against each other for the lead. And that burns the up a out. lot of energy. They're going to burn sure. each other yeah. up. Yeah. So that's the thought process is that, you know, that's why I take no agenda because I think the same exact thing. I think there's going to be a speed duel at the top. Mm-hmm. They're going to battle it out, take a lot out of the, each other throughout the whole race, and then set up for a closer to come right behind it. Let, let me throw one more wrench in the whole scheme of things here. Don't think that France go Dienia is not going to go the front either. That's another horse that's going to go funny. the front. It's funny you say that. I thought about that one. Okay, time. so we got yeah, th- he, yeah he we've is. got th- we got three going to the front. That that it's going to be a fractious pace tomorrow on, on Saturday. I think so too. And I, honestly, I think we're underlooking essential quality. I think essential quality is flying super under the radar here. I thought one of you guys would have taken it, but I thought you go you were going to no. take it. Actually. No, I mean I think like I said, I'm riding with Irad and Todd Pletcher. I'm riding with the connection in New York, but this is my 
out of all the other horses, essential quality is the one that I think has another bounce back race. Yeah. You know, Brad Cox, Luis Saez. Yeah. Luis Saez before this rode him six times and won every race by monstrous numbers. You know, it's no disres- grade ones, grade yeah, twos, grade threes. It's no disrespect to essential quality. It's yeah. I think every I think everybody that in this podcast knows that somewhere on the ticket, essential quality is in there. We're talking sure, about yeah. who's gonna win the race. Yeah. Well, I think this horse could win it though. I think I, essential I don't quality think could win it. I think out of all the horses in there, I think essential quality and known agenda are my two races. I had Francais out front in my personal when I handicap. I had Francais. You've got him out, on your winning ticket. No, no, winning. I had him out front. Okay. And I thought he was gonna set the pace. I, I, I'm with you. I, I can't agree, I disagree with He's you. He's definitely going to go. I can't disagree with you as far as Hot Rod and uh, um, who, just, who you said Hot Rod and... Uh, Rock Your World. Hot and Rod, Rock Your World. And Hot Rod yeah. Charlie. France, I cannot argue but... there. Um, I just thought, I thought France, I had him out front, and that's why I took the eight overtook, because I think that's the closer in this in this race. So we're all going closer, basically. Yeah, I, I think everybody here, and I, uh, Stats did say that Rock Your World should go to the front, and he thinks that Rock Your World can actually probably... I know he can go the distance. I think Stats was saying that if he wasn't contested, he's probably the best horse that's going to wear right. the field. With an sure. eight-horse field, a smaller field than right. the Kentucky Agreed. Derby. Yeah, okay. I can definitely and see I, that and I too. And I like that angle. And I hope that I'm wrong for Stats' <laughs> sake that he's the only one that goes out and sets the pace because he'll wire this field and nobody will have a shot. I just think that so here, here's, I think he's going to be contested. Good. I think what's interesting is if you put Rock Your World in the eighth slot in the Derby, he runs a different race. Absolutely. Yeah. So because he's going to, he, he's coming from the eight, not from the 19, I think his speed was diminished by the extra ground he had to cover, nope. and getting kicked dirt in the face for the first time. So yep. couldn't agree more. Is, it's still for me. He, he's going to go to the front. And the question remains: is can can he keep it or not? That's why that's why I like the candy exact the uh, the candy exacta with it because I think Rumbauer is a just a freight train of a horse. Yeah. He's huge. He's built for this race, and I think he's going to sit back pocket. He's going to sit six, you know, fifth six off the pace, and he's going to come down the stretch. And stats, I'll say that out of the three speedsters, okay, out of the three that I think are going to go to the front, the one that's going to hold on the longest is going to be uh, Rock Your World. Like, I think the other two are going to fade out a little sooner. I think uh, France Godinia is going to fade out probably somewhere near the turn, start dropping back. And I think Hot Rod Charlie at the top of the stretch is going to be gassed, and I don't think he's going to have anything left. But I think Rock Your World will still have something in the tank that possibly... You know, depending on the fractions, depending on how hard he's pressed, he may be able to go ahead and hang on, possibly win it, but definitely be in the exotics. And what I'm seeing is yeah, I, think, I, agree. I think the fractions may be too fast for him. It's not the distance I'm worried about. I'm worried about the fractions he's going to run. And that's why I'm thinking you're going to see essential quality is going to be up closer. You're going to see a big move by Barbonic. You're definitely going to see a move by Known Agenda. Those will be the ones moving late as well as the eight overtook. Either you got to stay, speed's going to hold. Or you got to go all closers in this race, and for me, I think Rock Your World is probably going to be in that second, third, or fourth position, and I think he's going to get caught. The closers coming. Yeah, I don't think there's a horse in this race that's ran the the mile and a half. No, Um, you know, no. I mean, these are three year olds. They haven't run more than a mile and a quarter, probably at Kentucky Derby. But the way the breeding looks, the way the horses ran previously, Rock Your World is the true speed. He is the horse that's really proven that he can go bigger distance, longer distances, drawn away handily with Rispoli in him. There's nothing against Rosario. Uh, I mean, Rispoli, I think, ran him better. I'm going to take away the Derby. I think Rispoli gave him some of the best rides he's had. I know it's California, but just not taking anything away from Rosario. Rosario's a good jockey. He's He's going to be able to go ahead and do exactly what he needs to do, which is go to the front. Rosario can rate very well, not taking anything away from that. I just think out of the horses, the actual horses, breeding, conditioning, 
proven in previous races, Rocky Rolls is the one that can go the mile and a half. I uh, just a little more tidbit of information here. My hot take, uh, you know, Essential Quality had that 14 post in the Kentucky Derby, so it was destined not to win that race. Um, <laughs> but now that he's breaking from, uh, you know, a decent spot, I think uh, this horse has got a way better chance of winning. So um, just throwing that out there, call me superstitious. I don't know, but, you know, that don't no. sleep on the two Essential Quality in my head and my heart are going with I- the six known agenda. I'm pretty much not sleeping at six horses in this race. I think it's uh, like if we're if we're challenged with this, we've right. watched six of these horses now. What seven times, eight, nine times? This <laughs> yeah, year? yeah. yeah. Oh, every prep race. Right? <laughs> yeah, we've 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 followed them all, and this is kind of like culmination. Like if we think this is tough, wait till November. Oh my god, I'm already excited. <laughs> <I> can't wait. <laughs> It'll be interesting. You know? <laughs> yeah, this is definitely not a super Nick. high five race. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, it's going to be a lot tougher, Joey. No doubt. It's uh, it's exciting. It's fun, man. It's uh, kind of bummed that you know, the three legs are done already. Yeah. Yeah. Went by fast, too, you know. I will say this, that out of uh, any of the uh, Belmont stakes that I've watched that didn't have a triple crown possibility going into it, I, this is the most hyped I've been for one in a long time. Well, I could... I could that's, I can I can say I can't remember a Belmont where I could see every horse just about winning the race. Yeah, this I mean there is an opportunity for anybody yeah. that can go out and and I won't be surprised. Like I honestly won't be surprised if any one of these horses win. No, no, no. Great horses, great field, and yeah. it's going to be a great race. I think. Yeah, I, I definitely I think you got to put some of these horses in there. I, I personally am going to go known agenda probably on top. I think that's that makes the most sense to me. I think I'm probably going to put Rock Your World second all to hold all on all. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go that six seven with essential quality possibly in the second position, and then I'm gonna put Burbonic and overtook in that in that third. That's, that's I'm, I'm gonna rethink that. I'm gonna rethink some some things here because it seems like you're really on this rocky world thinking he's gonna hold up. Eh? <laughs> way to way to sell your yeah. sell your pick over here. Yeah, no, I just, that's that's his pick. I mean, that's that's his pick. I know, but I, I'm looking at you, and you really think he's gonna go wire to wire almost. I just think he's the speed, and if anybody else is gonna press him, he's. Everybody else is going to fade. Well, He's I mean, even in the interview, on. too, you know, Eric said the horses yeah. are really, I mean, this track plays to speed, you know, right. so horses that are forwardly placed have a, a, I mean, from what I got from it is that they have a good shot at winning. Yeah. So that, even at that the could be the end. angle. But like we said before, it's going to be pace. That's what's going to change the race. So if we're going out there and pushing fractions and you're, you're burning them out, <laughs> that's going to change it. So yeah. the wall, it's all about who's going to ride with them. If, if Rockier World goes out there by himself, Game over. I think he goes gate to wire, and we could be we could be but really. You push those fractions, you're going to see a closer, and that's where you and I are going to be seeing probably a known agenda or bourbonic, yeah. or an essential quality come from behind. Overtook. The don't forget it. They, so yeah, any uh, yeah, yeah, those are true. your three. That's true. Those are your, those are your three so, solid closers. Yeah. So I think it's just it's really going to be where the pace is. I think everybody needs to watch way the way the races are going throughout the day. You know, see how that's setting up on the track. If it's seeing that, you know, speed's holding, yeah. really look to rock your world. But if speed's not holding or if for some reason we're seeing a lot of closers, that's where it should be like, okay, maybe we're going to see some. Joel's going to be flying. And guys, just remember, this is a mile and a half. So we could really be even, either overthinking this whole or thing. Or definitely overthinking or, it. Or, no. e- either that or we could just be looking at these guys and, the, and not giving them as much I'll you tell know, you, I will promise credit you this. as due, you know. I will promise you this. It will not be a merry-go-round like the Kentucky Derby. They're not going to stay the same four position all the way around. I hope not, because I no. don't like those. I I hate that. You're not going to get that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of those races. Yep, you should see some some late closers think, coming up. I think the only thing is it's the last leg, and we just want to. I love talking about essential quality <laughs> round bar hot hot rod Charlie. 
rock your world, no agenda, bourbonic. I love talking to these horses and watching these horses race, but yeah, how can't you? Kind of bittersweet, bittersweet for me. It's been a fun season. <laughs> yeah. And then Saratoga is right around the corner, too. So we've got some fun racing coming up, though, too. So, I mean, obviously the triple now, crown legs are done, but yeah, a lot, of, lot more so good racing to go. About, uh, what do you think of the uh, <laughs> channeling our inner prep races and, and just telephone numbers going off? yeah listen stranger things have happened this year throughout the prep races we've seen we've seen the unthinkable yeah. happen we have that might be a box uh just throw an exact or a try or an exact box out there with just those three long shots on yeah should we do it should we do you know a, should we do a podcast any bet or something uh well let's figure something out yeah that, now that you said that i'm just gonna do it out of i have to now i feel like could very well be could very well be. I don't know, but I know. I know the one thing I do know is that out of everything that we've done so far through these podcasts, like this is probably to me probably the hardest race from the triple oh, definitely, crown. Definitely, definitely triple yeah. crown yet that we've had a handicap. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Kentucky Derby was tough, but I mean that's just because there's so many horses to look at and so many different angles, you right. know, from all over. But like uh, Joey Stats says, I mean. Breeders' Cup is going to be so much more difficult. <laughs> it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough to pick a horse. Yeah. I mean. This is an eight horse field. Just wait till we have, you know, twelve races. Of but the thing is, is you got eight, horses, big, you got you eight know? big boys in here. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's I mean, the thing. But it's, that's the same thing with Breeders' Cup. Breeders' yeah, Cup, you have nothing true. but heavy hitters yeah. every race. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's crazy. But I love it. Yeah. The all star, all star, all star bonanza across all ages. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it's gonna be a great, a great weekend of racing. I, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm totally looking forward to. I'm looking more forward to next week talking more about how this race actually went. What about our what about our uh, side bet? Whatever well, I think that last race is really a good side bet action because we all have different theories of who's going to uh, win yeah. it. I mean, you and I are kind of in the same space, same page, but yeah, I've, you know, I mean, you know, what? I think we've got so many side bets to get caught up on <laughs> that until we start paying up these old side bets, yeah. I think we just hold off on any more. I'm going to be drinking half that bottle of my lord. So. Yeah, that's true. We're going to be stumbling out of this place yeah. in the next uh, time we're all together. So I think we hold off on side bets. We just try to make some some fucking cash this week. I was at a party with Don last weekend when I got the text saying, oh, you won. <laughs> like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, I won that race. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a good race. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, uh, listen, great podcast, uh, guys. I uh, really appreciate, uh, again, Eric Cancel coming on. I think we got some good angles on the races at Belmont. going to be a great day. Look for the, the picks coming out on the uh, the Twitter. I'm sure we'll be posting all day on Saturday. Um, I'm sure I'll get together with you guys or at least hear from you guys on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Stats, you'll be back uh, in town. Yeah, when are you coming back, Stats? Uh, I'm in uh, the the luxurious lands of North Dakota next week. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Nice. Hey. Any horse racing yeah. up there? No. <laughs> You're gonna go ranch? Uh, ranch watching? I think they're race. They're racing elk. <laughs> Ostrich races. <laughs> Uh, don't forget to everybody listening at home. Just go ahead and make sure you hit that like, subscribe button, share it, tweet at us, interact with us, do yeah. something. But yeah. buy some merch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm more concerned with everybody just going ahead and subscribing. Go ahead and liking. Yeah. Give us a review. Absolutely. Uh, do all the things that we need to, to make us ourselves better and, and do the things you need that sure. you want on the on the show. So, got some more interviews coming up in the future too. I think yep. we got some things in the works. So really excited about yeah, that. Yeah, can first of just many. a start, guys. Yeah, yep. just first start. First of many. All right, well, that's going to do it for us this weekend. Who do you like here? Appreciate everybody's time. Good luck on everybody in the in the Belmont. Good luck to your picks and your wagers, and uh, we'll see you next week. We out. See you. See you.